0: Entrepreneurs on Boyne The Brew, you're now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get this incredible content out to more people. Today, we have another amazing in-person episode. Always love these in-person episodes, and this is somebody I've been following for the last few months, earlier this year he became a client of ours and then we got on a phone call and actually a couple different phone calls but we were talking back and forth and I don't know if it was for 45 minutes or an hour but he's oh, yeah. had a, a really good conversation about business life entrepreneurship so I wanted to bring in him I'm excited to get to know him better um, but for you as the audience would love to have you guys gain some of his knowledge about business life and his journey so today's guest is Brendan Bowlby he is the owner of BRS Painting here in St. Louis Brandon welcome to the show awesome thanks Adam I appreciate it it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. And I know we got to talk and a little bit about kind of all the different things you have going on, a little bit about your background, but if you wouldn't mind sharing that for the audience.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, well, I started uh, BRS custom painting back in 09. Uh, okay. okay. So right after, you know, I got laid off in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I called up someone I did side work with and uh and what were you before that i was painting okay painting painting. so uh uh, she pretty much told me hey why don't you start your own company Mm -hmm. so within two weeks i had everything set up and i was off to the races Mm -hmm. so uh now uh we recently just rebranded to just get rid of the custom Mm -hmm. make it brs painting Mm -hmm. and it's been absolutely fun since the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) so uh we're on our we're just going straight up so it's been fantastic so uh yeah, we specialize in interior, exterior painting and staining, uh, cabinet painting, uh, with uh, residential repaints, mm-hmm. light like, like commercial, and new construction. Awesome. And how big of a team do you guys have? We currently have six. Yep. We are looking for two more. Okay. And awesome. we're hiring going into winter yeah that's so a that's, good problem to have. it's a great problem to have yeah and so you talk
1: about you know having worked for somebody else in the painting space and going and start your own thing talk us through like you mentioned in two weeks i was just like ready to go what were you feeling and experiencing during that yeah
0: so um awesome it, it was it was great you know i was a one-man band yeah. you know i came from uh the previous company that laid me off was new construction okay and then i had four years of um Mostly residential repainting. In there, I did some industrial painting, things like that. But uh, uh, the feeling I had was I'm finally paying my bills. Yeah. You (laughs) know? And I didn't have to work. I think I made what I needed to live to sustain my life, I made in two weeks. Wow. So I spent two weeks in the field and then two weeks trying to find new clients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, so that was 14 years ago. Yeah. You know? It Mm -hmm. was... It was a little rough being an early entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you think you know it all <laughs> yeah, of and you don't know anything. Oh, yeah. You really don't. Yeah. So uh, I think I've gained most knowledge um, probably in the last four years mm-hmm. is where I've actually seen my mindset and everything change.
1: Mm-hmm. It, what, what specifically in the last four years
0: did, what did you do differently than the, maybe the first 10? Um, uh, lowering my expectations of other people around me mm-hmm. and working on their strong suits. Mm-hmm you know or leveraging their strong suits and working on their shortcomings. Yep. Um really identifying that, analyzing it, breaking it down, evaluating that person and really leveraging them for their strong suits because mm-hmm. I can't expect everyone to be like me. Yeah. And it was the most frustrating things in the world. So um I would... S- and celebrating. Uh I never celebrated anything. Yeah. Nothing was a win. Yeah. It was always Uh, You know, like, oh yeah, I got this big job. Now I got to get it done. Yeah. There was no celebrating that big ticket item. It was Mm. always about the work. Mm, Yeah. So,
1: and I think think, probably, I'm assuming you probably had some experiences in the first 10 where you're like, man, I really did expect the world of people. I expected people to do that. And like, what's second nature to us? You have to teach that person. You have to put an SOP in place. You have to actually train them as if they have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, someone always told me, like, uh, train them to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you can't train everyone to be a business nah, owner. So you got to just plug and play. Like, if I just need someone to show up consistently every day, yeah, that's what I need mm-hmm. for that time. I don't need them to be a crew leader. Mm-hmm. I don't need them to manage the job. I need them to show up, be polite, dressed well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we get pain all over all over yeah, ourselves. Of but, you mean, hey, hey, bring on a new shirt or mm-hmm. buy new pants every now and then mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I need them looking, you know, that's the type of person I'm looking for. You need them already hold got a the standard. Cover. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. hold the standard and just you know build a culture, and that's what I've really been working on these last four years is awesome. trying to build a culture that people want to come to work. With. Mm-hmm. You know, it's painting. Yeah, it's, it's very not- tough
1: to do in the con. I mean, we we work almost exclusively with contractors, and everybody's trying to build that culture and make you know the things that maybe aren't sexy sexy mm-hmm. and have people that are again, treating it as their own business or at least having the mindset of the business owner. It's tough to do. But I also think what you said about celebrating the wins, like that's something I struggle with as well. Like I just will get something done. And as you mentioned, be like, okay, well, what do I have to do next? And how do I get this completed? And even just celebrating those small wins goes a long way just for like the self positivity of being like, man, dude, like I understand I got kicked in the nuts this week, 10 different times, but Look at all the good
0: that actually did happen yeah. as well. And really, uh, so what I uh, what really helped me get out of that mindset mm. was I started celebrating the little wins for the guys. Okay, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and really bragging about how well they're doing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that really kind of allowed me, and then they would tell me I was doing a good job, which mm-hmm. is super weird. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> and a boy is like, hey, boss, man, good job on this one. I'm yeah. like, cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. thanks so much. <laughs> so – um. Uh, that's that's pretty much what helped me get out of that mindset. Yeah. It was the crew the people you surround yourself with yeah you know?
1: that's awesome. I know it's especially been tough um you know since the pandemic, especially as well as keeping people consistent in the trades and doing all of those things so are there some creative things that you're doing to both build that culture and then you know recruit
0: train hire the right people yeah, so we're a young We're a young, um, I have a young team. Mm. I'm the oldest person. Mm. I'm 39 years old. Mm. You know, I'm the oldest person that works for me. And uh, uh, what I've found with uh, the younger generation is you've got to give them some ad, you Mm. know. And the way I do it is I take a little bit of personal interest in what they want to do, right? Yeah. So um, I'll ask them, like, what are your personal goals? Mm. You know, one of them's like, I want to go. You know shoot an elk in a wyoming i'm like how can i help this person do that yeah you know give yeah. them time of when that hunting season's coming up i'm like hey you, you doing this you you know going out there mm-hmm. or even lo- doing some research online and passing it on having a little bit of interest in their personal stuff because mm. it's not a glorified job yeah, you know uh, so how can i you know help you use this use this to promote what you want to do personally yeah another uh, employee wants to uh build a house mm. Here's a list of vendors that we've used. There's here's the builders we use. There's you know give them as much as I possibly can, yeah. and show that I have interest in them, you know, you know uh, uh, succeeding outside of BRS. Mm. Plus, also ex- succeed it within. Of course, yeah. You know?
1: so I always talk about like helping your employees see where they fit into your organization oh, yeah. within the vision of the company. But that plays a huge role, and I think a lot of times people will go to okay. I'll start to do one-on-ones with them and I'll start to ask them what it is that they want to do and what they want to get out of working here, right? Um, But they don't connect the loop. They don't have the feedback like what you're talking about where you're like, no, I'm going to research and figure out like where they could go do this in Wyoming or here's the list of vendors for Mm -hmm. the house. But then you're like holding them accountable. Hey, it's hunting season coming up. Are you going to take off to go do that? And then it's like this whole, they're like, man, Brandon cares. Yeah, like, and that I think is a lost art when it comes to yeah. entrepreneurship. Oh, especially in the trades. Yeah, Oaks. like they don't care. Like <laughs> yeah. either
0: you're you're the you're the um you're the boss's best friend. Yeah, which I see a lot. I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't why in the world would you hire your best friend? Yeah, no, you know, not I mean, that idea. could you know, if you guys have any type of rift, that can do he can drop morale in mm-hmm. you know in minutes. Oh yeah. So, uh, uh yeah, take uh, take a little bit of interest in in your employees, and mm-hmm. also have something you know have those things in place. Mm. You got to, you know, you got to walk the talk. Yeah. You know, you have to have those things in place and really let them know like these are our core values, you mm-hmm. know, you know, quality, uh efficiency, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, customer service. Mm-hmm. Those are our three qualities and we have them written out and Everywhere. what what it means, mm-hmm. you know. Uh so I I really um and don't be afraid to fire people. Yeah. Really don't. <laughs> if they're not working, they yeah. you know it's 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 a cancer. They can spread. And yeah. everyone will start falling off, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, I've had a few uh, employees uh, say, "I'm going to go start my own company." Mm-hmm. That's cool. Tell me what you need. Yeah. I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll give you you know the list of things I did mm-hmm. to start my business. Mm-hmm. And then always, you know, if I'm too busy, I can always throw a nugget to them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In case something fails, they'll come back. They'll come back. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they'll well, learn something. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like there's there's different mindsets that are out there, right? You know, a lot of contractors I know, they're always posting on social media. They're like, so-and-so just left me to go start a company. Absolutely don't use this company, and I am keep getting screwed over. It's like, well, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it the the way of uh, abundance mindset Mm -hmm. and reciprocity of like, no, you did everything that you could, and they just so happen to decide to go do that. If you treat them the right way on the way out, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get something in return, they startup company. They're probably not going to be able to handle everything. You might be able to take some stuff back. You might be able to give some stuff to them. But yeah. if it fails, they're going to come right back to you, and you didn't burn that bridge. And yeah. I think so many people burn the bridge to be like, no, this is – they use me. It's like, okay, isn't everybody – I mean, you're using them too in a certain degree mm-hmm. in order to build your company too. So it's, it's just the mindset I think a lot of people don't have.
0: Yeah, and um, a lot of folks, uh, you know, even clients, mm. uh, they have this – they already have a – they already know what they're getting. They're mm-hmm. thinking it's you know, this guy's going to try to rip me off of course. some way. Yep. There's a mm-hmm. reputation within the trades, mm-hmm. so I kind of feel like I'm on a mission to, all right. If you've had a bad experience with a uh, with someone in the trades, mm-hmm. let me show you what a real experience should be. Yep. You know. So uh, I've been really, really working on that. Mm. Really working on that. Yeah, Love it. Sort of from the start of of the initial phone call till us sending a thank you letter at the end of the yeah at the end of the project. Yeah. All listed in in there step by step to what we do. Yeah. You That's know? awesome. And I share that with every one of my employees. Like, mm-hmm. This is how much we care. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to care here. If this yeah. is just a job, you know. Maybe you shouldn't be here, mm. you know?
1: Well, I think it goes back to setting expectations for both employees and also for clients and mm-hmm. prospects and things like that. It's like, hey, this is how we do things. I know you might be accustomed to something else, but I want to set those expectations. And then at each point in the process, reset those expectations, meet and exceed yes. them. And then you're like, okay, gosh, like yeah. that's that's the, the elevated customer experience that people are like, wow. And then they start to rave you. Mm-hmm. They leave you reviews. They refer you to their friends.
0: They post about you on social media. Yeah. Um, I... I don't like getting clients from social media. Well, yeah, that's a whole other topic <laughs> of conversation.
1: <laughs> Usually people that are, you know, looking for free, cheap, or uh, yeah, you know, getting 17 it's, different quotes. Never aggregate. Yeah. I've never, never
0: use it as an aggregate. So yeah. uh, um, mostly it's, uh, I mean, obviously you're, I mean, I'm a client of yours. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's really helped out. And mm-hmm. then uh, mostly just working on your current book. you yeah. got to build that current book and or build a book and then leverage that, mm-hmm. you know, with, um, uh, we've had a lot of success lately with our, uh, um, our email marketing, okay, yeah, and not making it about painting, yeah, <laughs> just making it about recipes and and, and topical, mm-hmm. you know, and then having like a tool of the month, yeah, and mm-hmm. the list of all of them. It's yeah. it's been it's well, I been think it's one nice. it's one of those things that again most. Paint contractors
1: probably aren't doing that. So, yeah. when you look at that as well, it's like, how do you be different? And then, how do you also deliver that experience and d- and have that brand behind it mm-hmm. as well? It's like you're thinking outside of the box oh, yeah. to be able to get exposure. And people are a lot more likely to read consistent stuff that you guys are putting out about having, having nothing to do with painting
0: than just a bunch of painting oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, know your audience. Yeah. So, basically, know your audience. Uh, you know, majority of my uh, business come from women, mm-hmm. you know um in this yeah that's that's the biggest thing is just knowing how to tailor your your advertising towards mm-hmm. them and uh you know with the email marketing you know things like that like that was already written down i was written down 10 years ago yeah you know we finally just got to it yeah you know or we you know and there's stuff we, we, we plan on doing later that we're not getting to yeah. because we just don't have the time you don't have the staff mm-hmm. you, you have to build these things out so at the beginning back then these things were already in the plan. Mm-hmm. It just took a long time just to get there. The execution <laughs> and like knocking it out and doing well, all. Well, no, things. just really, it boils down to time. Time, of time, course, time, yeah. time. Building, mm-hmm. just keep building it. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a future project. It's on the burner. We just need to get
1: there. Yeah, absolutely. No, hundred percent. I, I deal and feel a lot of what you're saying is I think most entrepreneurs do. I kind of want to get into, you know, some ingredients like we call it on the entrepreneur podcast about like what has made you successful. I know you talked about some of the things of just like how you've grown with experience and probably maturity as an entrepreneur. But like if you had to pinpoint three things that you're like, all right, this is the keys to success, what would those be?
0: Um, Well, putting the right person in the right seat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's uh That's a learning lesson um yeah you always got to do it uh lowering your expectations of that said person and and leveraging what they're good at Mm. there's probably another one yeah that was a a big lesson for me Mm. you know um and then uh just hard work Mm. and i always tell people like uh i'm kind of too dumb to fail yeah (laughs) because if i don't take the failures as hard as you think yeah um i just kind of keep going at it i know persistence is probably the the what what personally is what was made me successful you know, not only just in my 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 work life, but my marriage with my children. That's what makes me successful is how persistent I am, and I know that. You know, if I set that goal, you know, as long as I it's just a little bit every day, mm-hmm. just a little bit every day, I'll, I'll get there eventually. Mm,
1: love yeah. that. And so I know you mentioned, you know, family and in and, and marriage and all those stuff. I always love talking with entrepreneurs about how to balance those things, especially mm-hmm. as you know, I'm a, a father now. I was above a month year old so or not a month year old but a month old child um, always looking to get some nuggets and pieces of advice but how was that transition because I think entrepreneurs especially when they're starting out and there's those grunt years in business where it's like I have like I I always call it like the seasons right where it's like man no I this business just needs me and I need that for my family but also my family needs me so Mm -hmm. how have you managed that and how has that evolved over time
0: uh so early on it was 14-hour days, Mm -hmm. you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. If I didn't have um, uh, the wife that I have, Mm -hmm. we'd we'd be divorced Mm -hmm. at that point because I wasn't an entrepreneur when he got married. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been married 16 years. Mm -hmm. I had four children, okay? Mm -hmm. It has been a a struggle. She knows that I need certain things, Mm -hmm. and I know she needs certain things. So um, really just... uh, break it down to communication. Mm -hmm. It has to be communicated. Everything has to be communicated. Everything has to be laid out. I'm a a planner. She's not, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, there's, you know, play your strengths. Mm -hmm. I'd say communication is probably the biggest thing in the world and just not not getting jealous of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and having confidence in each other. I think she do. she brings a lot of confidence to the table, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So when I start crying or whining, she tells yeah. me to shut up oh, yeah. and get back to work. <laughs> My wife does <laughs> tells me the
1: same thing. I think the communication is definitely key, and it's something that I've worked on, you know, really over the last couple of years, but especially over the last couple of months, just... Mm-hmm. Um, bringing a child into the world. And and I think it, it's super interesting that you said, you know, when you guys first got married, you you, you weren't an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I was the same way. I was working in, in corporate America. But even when we got uh, when we first started dating in 2015, I was living in my mom's basement just trying to make something yeah. happen. And then I got into medical device sales, started going, and then I decided to bet it all on myself and entrepreneurship. So it's like I think it also helps to see the different roller coaster rides and the different peaks in the valleys for them as well. Like my wife, to be able to see that is like, oh, Adam typically figures it out. It's not always easy. Yeah. But um, the people that sometimes are just like not communicating or not having those low points or at least explaining those low points, that's where tension typically rides where it's like I've only known this person as an entrepreneur. And it's like this up and down, up and down, up and down. And we don't know what else to expect.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say one, one, one key factor is uh, uh, she grew up having dinner time. I grew up having dinner time, mm-hmm. so it's very important for sure. us to have dinner. Yeah, and it's it, it doesn't it has to be sit down at the at the kitchen table, mm, all that. of us sitting there. Uh, we've actually introduced these uh, silly icebreaker question cards, mm-hmm. so there's always something we we talk about. Yeah, no electronics. Yeah. So, awesome, very yeah. cool. And how old are your kids? Oh uh Liam turns fourteen, Jonas is eleven, <laughs> Beckett is eight, and Alice is five. Okay. <laughs> so awesome. yeah, they're uh they're they're spread out. So yeah. uh just just great. It's yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. Um I we'd still be having children, yeah, but they're like a little expensive. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, I can only imagine I'm just on kid number one here month in. So yeah. be be definitely uh experiencing a lot of that so, soon.
0: Yeah, the entrepreneurship, like uh my wife didn't didn't she's a stay-at-home mom now. Mm-hmm. she was um we had our our youngest it just didn't make sense oh, she yeah. should she always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. so i realized her dream of, you know yeah, she just wants yeah. to stay at home mm-hmm. and uh society says she doesn't have value in that mm-hmm. and uh it's so much value oh yeah there's so much value yeah in that yeah. so and that's what she wanted mm. she wanted to be a mother yeah and that's you know and i'm glad i can help her accomplish that goal yeah you know that's amazing
1: that's amazing well i love that and i appreciate you sharing some of that stuff on the personal side as well um would love to know like if you were talking to an entrepreneur and you're like hey whether they're just getting started or they've been doing this for a long time and they're seeking advice what's one lesson that you're like hey if you can follow this it'll save you years worth of mistakes you won't want to just you know quit but like what would that
0: one lesson be um get your finances right first Mm. um Uh, That's the only thing that's really saved me, Mm -hmm. you know. Never live outside your means. Mm -hmm. I always think it's hilarious when I see a new truck wrapped. I'm like, and I talk to him like, "Oh, how long you guys been in business? Six months." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right." And you've already got a lifted truck with, and it's wrapped. Yeah, I mean that's a ninety thousand dollar vehicle, three 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 thousand dollar wrap. Yeah, and you're spending what? You're a salesman, so six to eight hundred dollars a month in gas. Yeah, like that's where my mind goes. Oh yeah, that's where my mind goes too. You know, so (laughs) it's it's really lower that bottom dollar as much as you possibly can and Mm. add value to your client. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can add value. You know, if you're struggling to find work or you're, you're bidding out or however, you're, however, you're managing that. Um, the way to really, really gain gain traction is keeping it low at first. Yeah. You know, Keep Mm -hmm. it keep keep that monthly low. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, I think especially as well as like there's a lot of people that get into. I mean, I I was that way. Like I thought revenue was profit. You know, (laughs) like revenue was not profit. Yeah, it's not even close. But like, and you
0: get paid last.
1: Yeah, you get paid last, and so like you know you start to to do it, and especially like a lot of the con in the contracting spaces, a lot of them typically are somebody that works for somebody else and go starts the company Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, or they're like a sales rep and they're like, man, I can absolutely go start my own roofing HVAC painting company because I know everything. And then they get over there and start selling. And then they're like, where's the money going? They don't realize that you have to sell at certain margins in order to cover all of those things. And so if you don't know those numbers in the beginning, you're just going on a
0: hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, you got to track it as much as possible. Mm. Um, Yeah. For me, it's, I'm, I'm Mm labor-based, you know, mm -hmm, that's it. So it's all cost per hour. Yeah. That's the only way I get paid. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's what I track. I track hours. Mm -hmm. How many hours are we in the field? How many people are called out this week? How many lost, you know, that's lost wages. Yeah. So
1: absolutely. No, that, uh, I think the financial piece is it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Mm -hmm. Like you got to know your numbers. You got to understand like where you're trying to go as well. I think a lot of times people always are like, man, I want to grow, grow, grow. It's like, for the sake of what, like, what is going to that going to do for you? What is it going to do for your company? And if you don't, you know, I talked to a lot of contractors are like, man, we two X'd what we did last year, but we actually lost more money or we actually lost money in general. It's like, okay, well then something isn't adding up. Systems are in place. Finances are in place. So like bigger, isn't always better. No.
0: No lean and mean. I, uh, that's what i did for 10 years mm-hmm. was lean and mean mm-hmm. i was lean and mean and now i'm i'm like okay we can start spending a little bit more mm-hmm. um so lean and mean and just basically figuring out how to going from being a technician to a manager is extremely hard yeah and if you're a manager you don't really don't know what the techs are doing no. like if you hadn't done it <laughs> yeah. but it's so hard to become a manager yeah it's insanely hard it is. you know yeah i think is. that simon guy has something about you know we promote the best to be managers Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know how to manage. (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: it's like, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So as we kind of wrap up the episode here today, I want to always kind of talk about like what, you know, obviously we talked about your past, what you have going on right now, but like, what are your goals for the future? What are you currently working on personally in the business? What does that look like?
0: Personally? I, uh, I just want to get in shape. I want to feel healthy every day. Mm. That's that, that, that's the main point. I can't, uh, I can't be on point for the business if I don't physically feel well yes. or, or mentally. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's been the b- biggest thing personally. Mm. Um, and then professionally, I would just like to have um, – I'd just like to see where this is going, to be honest with you. I have mm-hmm. goals, yeah. but, uh, you, know, um, uh, getting over, you know, getting over get, – getting to 10 techs. Mm. So I'm, I'm big on core fours. Yeah. So I want a core four out in the field. That run the rest of the the technicians. Sure, um, that's the painters, and then I'd like a core four in the office managing the day to day and mm-hmm. making making sure all the things that I'm not getting to mm-hmm. are getting done mm-hmm. because I'm the I'm the fixer. I put out the fires. Yeah, so I'll go put out fires while you guys just run Take the system. stuff. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. And you obviously got to have enough technicians out there to support that staff yeah so that's awesome that's the well, biggest thing right now
1: love it oh i'm excited to continue to see you guys continue to grow appreciate yeah. your business and thanks so much for coming in today no man. thanks for having me on yeah i and love tell it. us uh tell us so that way we can put it in the show notes where can people get connected with you ah, and your company online? yeah I, i'm
0: really bad promoter okay yeah. <laughs> really bad uh, at, at the marketing promote, stuff we're
1: gonna promote the heck out of yeah, this
0: episode so, uh brspainting.com is uh, our website you can follow us on instagram uh, I think we've got like 37,000 followers on Instagram, which wow. is kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Twitter, X, X, um, Facebook, obviously, uh, all, all those places. Yeah, it's
1: pretty awesome. easy. BRS Painting. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll put that all in the show notes. We're going to promote the heck out of it. So thanks awesome. again for coming ooh, in, man.
0: Ooh, one last yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. BRS stands for brush roll spray. Okay. It's not my initials. Good. <laughs> good. All right. That's a, that's a good piece there. But, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming in, man. Not a problem, Adam. Thank you. And I want to thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed.
0: I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs aren't born, they're brewed. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host,
1: Adam McChesney.